0: Damn, 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 son, where'd you find this? Welcome, welcome, welcome to episode 101 of the Fly Rod Podcast. I am your host, Anthony, a.k.a. Tony Playboy, a.k.a. Purdy Season, a.k.a. Preseason Favorites. And I am here with the guys. Y'all got any a.k.a.s for yourself today?
1: Yes, you know, T.L. a.k.a. Twig Street Baby, a.k.a. Coordinator,
2: Hey, it's <laughs> <laughs> uh, Cliff, aka the Glove, aka One and Done. Hey, hey
3: <laughs> Sam, aka Bucket Hat Burrow.
0: Yo, hey, yo, yo! I mean, I, I never switched up. I always knew Joe Burrow had it in the tuck. Like, hey, but look. <laughs>
1: The Bills hold us, bro. The Bills hold you. Well, and my team. It's just my bracket. They hold my bracket. But, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's just crazy.
0: Mm -hmm. crazy. Look, we are... Quickly approaching the end of the season, both the NFL season and the podcast, only a couple more episodes left. Make sure you like and follow wherever you're listening to, YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, etc. We are live. Hit us up in the comment section. We will always, always interact with you all. We have a really exciting show today, getting into the NFL Conference Championship Weekend and dang, it's Max is the first person to comment during this episode, so let's get nah, right into nah. it with our Players of the Week with Tio,
1: Yeah, so we're going to get started this week, man. Um, Player of the Week, we're going to start off as Player of the Week. I mean, this week, it, it goes to no other than Travis Kelsey. Um, he cemented his legacy this weekend as one of the top tight ends to ever play the game. He had a career high of 14 receptions. On 17 targets for 98 yards and two touchdowns, he also picked up seven first downs, which is also big as well. At some point, we all know Mahomes went down during the game, and you know he had chat and he come in. Um, so that's just career. He just out there just running routes on the air. Um, <laughs> then next we got the defensive player of the week. We got Hassan Reddick. So the man only took 24 snaps as a pass rusher and had a sack, a hit in five hurries, but then also two of his three tackles against the run resulted in defensive stops. So really good game for Hassan Reddick. Big ups to him and the Eagles as well for moving on to the conference championship. Then this week I threw in a rookie of the week. Ooh, so okay. we all know the Bengals handled business this weekend. So don't <laughs> give it to Cam Taylor-Britt from the Bengals. He only allowed three catches, and he was targeted six times. But he only gave up 20 yards, but he and he didn't allow any first downs. So he but he also made two key plays, which was big in this game. One was a a drive-ending pass breakup against Gabe Davis, and then the other was a game-ending interception. Okay. And there was only really one guy we can give the special teams player of the week to this week, and that was just Robbie Gold. The man was four for four field goals and one for one on extra points. So Big ups to Bang Bang Niners gang as well. He, you got to wrap it up for
0: Steve, <laughs> <laughs> how's it going? We appreciate you for stopping. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, Robbie Gold, don't miss in the playoffs. He cold. <laughs> he cold. I remember back when he was in Chicago. He cold. Ooh, yeah, like, yeah. All right. So we're going to get right into our recap and break down to what we saw on Divisional Weekend. What's popping, Sam?
3: Yep, so the first game in the slate of games was the Chiefs-Jaguars game on Saturday. Like T.O. mentioned, Pat Mahomes went down in this game. Chad Henney came in for a drive and actually uh, broke the record for the Chiefs' longest drive in the playoffs, took him down 98 yards to score right before the half. I feel like that was huge. Um, One really big lingering thing, obviously, is the Pat Mahomes foot injury. We've gotten some updates that he's practicing that he's you know fully expected to play and everything like that. Um, and it's definitely something to keep an eye on because you know his mobility is big, but I also feel like he's one of the best, if not the best pocket passer in the NFL. So how much of a factor do y'all think this foot thing is going to be? I'll ask you first, Anthony.
0: Yo, okay, Big, but not like super. Because I don't think he needs to use his back foot to throw the ball far and accurate. Like, we just see some of the crazy stuff he does with unconventional throwing mechanics, right? I think depending on how he can move on it and what it's like if he gets hit, that's really what you're going to know. If he gets hit, it comes down on that ankle, can he still move around, extend plays, get first downs with his legs because a lot of that stuff, especially the last part, getting the first down with his legs when things are covered down the field is a big part of Mahomes' game. It's not the flashiest part. It's not the part we talk about a ton. He's not juking a bunch of guys, but he be moving. Yeah, he really do. Yeah. He, he really do be moving. <laughs> so that's the part that I'm going to be the most interested to see how he does with that. But I don't think it should affect him too much, but considering they ain't never beat the Bengals, they need everything he got, everything he got, got every ounce of what he can give them.
1: That's Um, a fact. Honestly, like, I'm a follow-up, and, like, I, I I think it's big, honestly, because we all know how important it is in Pat Mahomes' game to extend plays and the play breakdown. You know, obviously his receivers get open down the field, just find holes in the defense. But I think it's big, and for one of the reasons you said was, which we also seen in the game as well which was Pat Mahomes he he was hesitant at one point in the game y'all remember when he threw the ball Well, he was kind of like uh, but he wasn't throwing it and his ball still went so yeah yeah that yeah, incomplete but i think it's going to be big because we're going we're to we're not going to see him scramble as much but then also where it's only like 3 4 5 yards we're probably going to see him be a bit more hesitant to actually scramble take off and get the first down but then also We see that more often when teams run a lot of man, right? When quarterbacks scramble, they see that big gap and just take off. But the Bengals might not have to worry about that because I think Pat Mahomes is going to be a bit more timid and nervous to take off running. He ain't going to be moving like he normally is. So I think they're going to play a lot more man because, hey, at this point he might just be a sitting duck. He might not be able to be as lucid as he normally is. So I expect them to bring a lot of pressure and play a lot of man tight coverage. So that, that's what I think. I think Travis
0: Kelsey wants to see y'all play him in man. That's all I'm gonna say. That's the best <laughs> way you gotta play him is up at the line being physical. Why like you
2: can't yeah, just let him run around stuff? You can't let him get out. You can't let him get it out quick. And he's gonna have to have times. So the offensive line is gonna be a big, a big part of it because I'm, I'm definitely sending pressure because they, you know, we, we saw what happened last week. And he couldn't put pressure on that to really drive and, and and deliver his throws. And that's why some of them like the one I think the one he tried to throw flat to the sideline, which he's made that throw so many times. Like and and then there was another one uh the middle he tried to make where he couldn't just and then letting go of the ball, he couldn't just get that that power he needed behind the throw because of his his ankle. And I think I think it's gonna affect it, but I think he's going to move when he has to. And I don't think he's going to try to do too much. And he can throw the ball any which way he want to. But affecting his mobility is definitely going to be a big part of the game.
0: Okay, question. Chad Henney came out, let a touchdown drive before the mm-hmm. half. <laughs> Should they have just rolled with Chad Henney? I thought that's what was going to happen. I'm not going to lie to you.
2: I mean, he came back and sealed it, though. Like, he came back and did what he needed to do, like – Henny, I mean, Henny did what he needed to do, but like it's it's a playoff game. And Mahomes is like he can play. They checked him out. He came back. I saw him in the in the interview. I know that's just an interview and not like practice, but he was he was walking fine. He seemed like he was fine.
3: Yeah, I mean, I feel like maybe Chad would have been just health wise the better option. But when you have Pat Mahomes and he can go, nothing's broken, nothing's torn, nothing's pulled, it's hard to be like, ah, we're not gonna put Pat Mahomes out there, especially in a close game because uh, the Jaguars did make it a game. What, one last thing on this one, we'll move on, is that while Travis Kelsey did have a great game, his receivers did not really get going. He did have that touchdown to Valdez Scantling, but the best receiver performance was Kadarius Toney, five catches for 36 yards. So what receiver do you all see popping off this week for the Chiefs, if any? Do you all think Juju gets going? Or do y'all think it's mainly Travis Kelsey as the center of the offense still?
1: It's Travis. Well, that
3: that's always going to be the case. But <laughs> do y'all think a receiver also gets going is my question. Like, which receiver do you expect to step up in addition yeah, to Yeah, MVS, MVS, Juju, Kadarius, Tony, I guess would be the three. Or Mecole, Hardman. And A. McCole. I like McCole, but, like, we've been waiting
0: for McCole to – Take that next step for a hot <laughs> minute now.
3: Yeah. yeah.
0: I, I like McCole. McCole's not a bad player, but, like, we've been waiting yeah. for McCole to take that next step. Like, McCole had the same burners, similar burners. He ain't got the same burners as Tyreek, but we saw McCole can really get No, nah, he just, he just ain't done it yet. He can fly, he can but tell. he just ain't put it all together yet. Uh, for me, I would say it's probably Kadarius, Tony, just because of the way that they use him. Right, Kadarius Tony gets a lot of like little flat routes that are quick, and then they expect him to make things happen with his speed and elusiveness, which he has in spades. He he could do that, that. right? (laughs) And we and we think Mahomes is going to rely more on the quick game because he's not going to be able to move around a lot. That that yells Kadarius Tony game.
1: I I think it'll be like I really like Kadarius Tony. Like I was hoping that honestly the Patriots traded for him just because like his playmaking ability, you know, being able to make something out of nothing and in the return game he can do the same thing as well but I think it has to be Juju just another big body guy who don't necessarily need the separation so I feel like Mahomes, he, he's somebody that has you know really good hands I feel like Mahomes outside of Kelsey could go to him and he doesn't need him to per se try to burn a guy over the top like he don't need to you know be 30 40 yards down the field not sure if Mahomes gonna have that much time, so you know, just Juju's a physical guy, and I feel like he could be a guy that Mahomes go to outside of Kelsey that could step up big in this game. I think.
2: Yeah, I gotta agree. I definitely i i, I like I like Tony a lot, um, but I think he's because he's quick game and short game. I think they're gonna be on that shit, knowing he's got a knowing knowing there is no receiver really out there that's like a one that threatens you. Like, and what they just did to uh, Buffalo, I mean, I feel like they're going to be comfortable playing that, that press man up close to the line in your face, um, and Juju or a bigger physical receiver is going to have to win some one-on-ones.
1: Yeah, the thing is, too, is the the Bengals are going to play that too high. Like, they're not going to let you get no shots over the top anyway. Yeah. So, you're going to have to run those intermediate routes, and you're going to have to run the ball, too. So,
0: the Chiefs yeah. can run the ball now, though. Like, they can. I'm not saying Checo. they can't. Checko be tough. Yeah, it's hey, yeah, yeah. sir. It. And he's yeah. running a four three. He so about the to get that wide. Up out of here.
1: The boy got wheels too. He, yeah. He's definitely a hard runner, but he hey, he runs a four three. So
3: his engine, three. his
2: engine, always running. That way, just yeah. Hey, ready to go? <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
3: mm-hmm. All right, so we'll move on to this second Saturday game. We don't have to spend too much time here. The Eagles beat the Giants 38 to seven. I think that all of us pretty much agree that this was like the we're-just-happy-to-be-here game for the Giants. Very very early in their rebuild, got to the playoffs, exposed a pretty fraudulent higher-seed team, uh, but they were just never in the same stratosphere as the Eagles this year. They lost to them earlier in the season 48-22. to They had kind of a meaningless game week 18 against them that they also lost, and then they get swept 38-7. to The Eagles ran the ball all over them, Again, we talked about how last week it was Miles Sanders and Boston Scott. This time it was Miles Sanders, Boston Scott, and Kenneth Gainwell who had an amazing game. So um, really the main thing that I want to ask y'all about this game is do y'all feel like Jalen Hurts was back to 100% yet based off what you saw or do you feel like he's still getting there? I'll start with Cliff for this one.
2: Uh, I'd say he looked – good and in a game where you do not have to do a lot and you you don't get to see really i think he looked fine like he looked comfortable um i mean first game back for a a little bit but i think he i mean they beat him 38 7 they were able to run the ball he's not having to do anything crazy and make plays i think that'll definitely be a different story this week though yeah i
1: mean i definitely agree with that um he, he didn't have to do much but I mean, what better situation to, to walk into than to get a warm up game before the conference championship? I mean, that's literally all this was. I literally expected them to walk the dog in them just like the the first matchup, so I mean, honestly, like you say like if they can if they can come out and if they can run the ball, then I feel like that'll open up the pass game for him. I feel like you know he's definitely an m v p candidate this year, so we've seen what he can do so. We'll just have to see. I mean, he he looked good, but, you know, this is going to be a different type of matchup. First time they're facing each other as well, so it's a clean slate. And, you know, he's playing a really good defense with a good pass rush and everything. So we'll see, you know, what he's looking like come this weekend. Excited to watch it too. (laughs) I
3: I really like what you just said about the warm-up game. And I want to ask Anthony a slightly adjusted question based off that. Do you think – Jalen Hurts and the Eagles winning in such a big fashion like this. How much do you think that the confidence from that spills over into their next game against the 49ers? None. Like do you care about that? If you if you're a good if if you're a smart team
0: and you're a well coached team You don't think Molly Whopper the Giants means anything about the game you're going to play against the 49ers. Like, you can't compare those rosters side by side. Let's just be real. You can't compare their D-line. You can't compare their – there is no position besides maybe individual running back, and the Niners got two of them, (laughs) like, (laughs) that you can really compare between those teams. Nah, but I will say I don't know about the health of Jalen Hurts, but I know they're willing to play him as if he's 100%. He had nine carries during that game, and they were up, up. He did not need to be carrying that ball like that for, <laughs> like, 34 yards and a tud, right? So, like, they're going to use him like he's like he's 100%, and that's what matters, that they're willing yeah. to put him out there in that situation and put the extra pressure of him as a runner on that Niners defense. And I want to see it. I want to see it. This should be yeah, yeah, like they gonna need it. They gonna need yeah. it. They... <laughs> <laughs> hey, these might be the two most complete rosters in the league,
2: and, yeah. and both their the run games are really, really elite. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
3: Yeah, we won't linger on this game too long. The last thing I'll just say is that the Giants have a first-round pick, number twenty-five. I feel like they should use that on a receiver. Try to get. Daniel Jones, like, a legit close to a number one type caliber player. Not that it would have helped in this game, but, I mean, going forward, I feel like that's something they need because their best – their most productive receiver in this game was Richie James, and I think Wandale is good if he can stay healthy, but I don't know if he's a number one. So I feel like that's – they got to upgrade a receiver going into next year. Maybe they Um, can get a
1: tender for, like, a D hop or something. Like, I mean, 25, that's not necessarily, you know, cream of the crop. It's still no, like you'll one probably hit. get.
3: Yeah, you'll probably get the second or third best receiver in the draft with that. Like, you're not going to get a Jackson Smith this, and Jigler. This receiver
1: ain't even. I mean, this class not deep on receiver as far as first round talent either. So yeah, it could be worth trading that first round for a receiver like a D Hop caliber.
3: I would not disagree with that at all. Um, the next game we got is one that we were previewing in the intro. This was the bills bengals game. Um, this was, I would say, probably the most anticipated game of the weekend, especially with the first game being canceled. These are two high-powered teams in the regular season. And honestly, the Bengals were just in control of this game from the jump. They went out and scored on their opening drive. They got a three and out on the Bills opening drive. And just from there, it just – it, it just continued to go like that. Josh Allen had two picks in the first half, um, threw another one to end the game, trying to come back. They really had, I mean, it was a game ending interception, but I feel like the game was already over. Um, and the Bengals just ran the ball all over the, the, the Bills. Joe Mixon and Samaj P. Ryan both looked great. Joe Burrow was able to scramble get some yards jamar chase had an, um, an excellent game almost had a second touchdown um in the second half but lost control of the ball going out of bounds um but i want to ask y'all what do you think the bills off season moves are at this point they were so highly anticipated coming into the season with the roster they've had and they've just hit the wall in the playoffs Every year up to this point, so like, what can they do? Is it do they need a second wide receiver who's better than Gabe Davis? Like, what is what? What are they missing right now? Well,
0: they can't do nothing, man. Josh <laughs> Allen's cap hits about to more than double. He's going to go from like sixteen to forty something million dollars. That's Tell me, you. what's his? Because he is high too. But <laughs> his being high, that's the thing. He got that big deal when he got there. You're like you already have a team kind of maxed out with his cap being high. Jordan Poirier, free agent. Like they, they got guys they gotta pay, and they got a quarterback that's about to come become big expensive, and they got Von Miller on a super deal with no ACL.
1: Yeah. I mean, honestly, what I think they got to do from the Bills' standpoint, because like you said, like, they're probably going to lose Devin Singletary, who, I mean, honestly, ain't really been anything more than mediocre. You know, their run game has honestly been, like, one of the – surprisingly, one of the best rushing games, rushing attacks this season. They were, like, the one only team or the only team with, like, 100 rushing yards every game. However, they got away from the run in this game. You got Josh Allen out here in the snow throwing the ball 40 what 42 times, and he was also your leading rusher. So, you're telling me he ran the ball more than your running backs when you've had a pretty good rushing attack all season? Mm-hmm. He but was I mean, that pretty good rushing attack player. But you know what I'm saying? Like,
2: he's probably averaging I mean, 50 50 of them 100 yards. A game.
0: <laughs> but you,
1: you gotta like stick, you gotta it, it gotta get going. That rushing game, I feel like, gotta get going because, like, in a game like this where the Bengals is running all over y'all. They're clearly showing you, okay, like, it's snowing out here. Like, our best opportunity to win this game is going to be on the ground. And when you out here you throwing the ball 40 times, and it just honestly didn't seem like they were in sync. Like, him and Diggs, you know, you got Gabe Davis. He dropped the one pass on the sideline. Like, it just seemed off. Like
0: So, Cliff is right, 47.6 yards a game was Josh Allen's rushing average. That's ridiculous. Bro. <laughs> about half.
2: Yes, he's, he's, he's the biggest part of that offense. And and when he, when you're not running the ball effectively, you got, I mean, let's be real. The conditions make a difference in a game. Like, that I don't care anybody says. The snow makes a difference in the game. The rain makes a difference in the game. Like, cold, hot, it makes a difference in the game. And some players don't like that shit. Some players adapt well to it. Some players can play in any any terrain, and re- some of those positions are primal for that. Like you can't get out of your breaks as quick. If you're just if you're if you put a defense in a situation where they got to sit back there and play coverage in the snow, I'll take my chances because I'd rather I'd rather you throw the ball than run the ball in those conditions because you're not gonna be able to do what you can do in the in the pass game in the run game. You get going running you. Break somebody down, wear somebody down, wear somebody down. They don't. They just, they just, they just out there. And then the then the offense over there getting cold, and ain't ain't played, and yeah. they just not on the same page. And he just, I think Josh Allen looked like well out of place. I don't, I don't think they were doing anything crazy to him coverage wise or anything. Like he just, they got good. Yeah. nah nah he didn't
0: appreciate you, Julian, my man. <laughs>
3: I feel like Josh Allen's gonna move down a lot of spots on people's preseason quarterback rankings coming into this year because I mean think about it on a lot of people's he was one or two as him or mahomes. And I feel like he's gonna be like, you know, pushing five or six coming into next season.
0: Hey
3: Hey. Hey.
2: that's (laughs) he might he might be he might be hanging down there with uh with Dak.
3: Yo, oh, <laughs> hey, hey,
0: hey, I'm just saying. When I at the beginning of the season, I said Dak was the Black Kirk Cousins, and y'all said I was wild. It kind of feel like Dak is the is the Black Kirk Cousins right now, don't it? <laughs> <laughs> don't it? Don't it? Yeah, All right, are we, are
3: we are we moving on to the Cowboys game? Right yes. <laughs> yes. All right. So for this one, I I honestly think we should just turn it over to Cliff. Get it off your chest, bro. Man, what I say before, expect
2: disappointment, and you can't be disappointed. I picked us to lose this game anyway. Um, so <laughs> <laughs> we uh, we saw what happened. I mean, we go down there, score, uh, score a touchdown. Defense played really well. I'm, I can't be – the only thing I would ask our defense is Trayvon Diggs to catch that interception. But other than that, our defense played really well. Uh, You can't you can't ask for much more. It's a team that runs the ball like that. We were after Brock. We had him running everywhere, getting pressure on him. Kittle was making some ridiculous plays. He was really the difference in the game. Um, Yeah, he did make some. Um, And catch the like bobble off the face, man. He should have broke that ass up. Diggs Diggs whiffing and shit. Yeah, he should have hit that man. Diggs Diggs going in with his shit. Whiff didn't touch none of them. If he had even just touched them, he might have dropped it because he had just got the ball. Anyways, he the and the drop pick. Um he didn't he didn't look very good out there. Uh a player like that who's a playmaker should be making those plays, especially in those games. Um and then offensively, when Tony went down, I was worried because that means Dak has to win the game. Because Ezekiel Elliott is not going to get the job done. He's America. not that guy. <laughs> he is not it. And I think, and I think Dak knew that, and I think he tried to do too much. Um, listen, I give him a pass on the first. It's a comeback route. Maybe he thought Gallup was going to keep coming down forty-five towards the sideline. You know, look, Gallup went to turn up field. Dak did give
1: it. up on the route though.
2: He and he and he low-key let him go past him. Like if if it's a comeback, you got it's it's a comeback. Yeah. Come back. You're at this, you're come back. Unless (laughs) I tell your ass to go deep. I don't know what they communication is, but he threw it. Basically his guy was gonna be there, and it looked it looked bad. It was high and outside where it should have been had he came back to the ball. But the that one I gave a pass for communication, whatever, which the one in the red zone before halftime. I would rather you take a ten yard sack there and make our field goal kicker try to make a a, a forty yarder. That, hey, that's how, I feel, that. that's on, a, that's on, how I feel about that. Hold on, that's how I feel about that. I know, on, I know. And look, I know. Hey, but that's how I, I just feel want about you to that. tell
0: everybody what you said last week. You said if we come down the field and hey. score on that first draft, but what happened, I want though? us to go for two. <laughs> and what they do. He got the kick
2: blocked. He did come back and make a field goal later in the game. So which he didn't have the opportunity to do in the last game. He was kicking extra points. Came mm. back and made the field goal. I was like, all right, he's good. He's he's we're riding. You gotta take your points, especially if you you cannot throw the ball in double coverage in the red zone. It should have been picked initially, got tipped and went right into Fred Warner's hands.
1: Bro, the other one that he threw right at Fred Warner would have, should have been a touchdown to T.Y. Hood. Like, I don't know what that was like. what you looking at this man run his route, but you also see the back of Fred Warner's head making a line towards his route because he's just getting under the route. A lot of, Meanwhile, it was nothing but green over here, a, and then T.Y. Hood like.
2: The thing is, like, he'll make some plays. Like, the throw he made to C.D. where C.D. dropped it, it was a dime right, right behind Fred Warner's head. Mm-hmm. And it was like right here, Fred Warner was, he caught him not looking and hit it right here. CD dropped it. There was a few plays in the game where I think they could have gone the other way, but, but the way that our defense played, there is no reason in my opinion that we should lose that game. Two turnovers. The one in the red zone is the biggest one because instead of you going up and taking a three point lead, they get the ball back and they go score three and they're up three before half the game was, the game was a 12 to 19 uh, game. Like, it was close. You can't make those type of plays in the in the in the in that position. And then the he should the game should have been over on his last drive. He threw a, a pick uh, should have been a pick six to Greenlaw. It was. I'm just. I'm just. I'm just. I'm just tired of seeing it out. And I and I'm and I'm just like, do we move on from that?
0: You can't. You pay him too much money. But that leads me to a better question.
3: Yes, please. What
0: staff changes need to be made? A lot of people are talking Mike McCarthy. I don't know how you feel about that. You're definitely not going to let go of your D coordinator, but I think someone's going to hire him out. He's going to be a head coach, right? And then that leaves Kellen Moore. He, so you he got a Mike McCarthy and Kellen Moore. What you doing?
1: Uh-huh. This game was on, on Dak and Kellen Moore, but I'll let you answer, Cliff.
2: I I agree. Um it's either Dak or it's either Kellen. It's it gotta be Kelly at this point. Who is it? it? It ain't Dan Quinn did his job and, and I wouldn't even be mad if Dan Quinn skipped because he just said I didn't put y'all on position twice in games that we should win and y'all have not done it. I'll go get another head coach job and, and he'll do whatever he's gonna do, whatever. I would move on if I was him. If he had the opportunity, I think he he likes what he's doing there in Dallas, and I think he's doing great. Like, I mean, our defense has been really good. He's got a generational player, and Michael Parsons. Like, I don't know. Maybe he's just. I mean, but he's interviewing. So he didn't. He interviewed last year and ended up staying. So he never Jerry know.
0: Put the bag on him to make him stay. I think. I think right. he's going to interview him, and Jerry came out with the
2: dump truck bag, <laughs> to undisclosed I about mean, a cash. But let's let's be let's be real, like. You you can't get rid of Dak because of the cap it. You're not yeah. about to get anything of what you think is worth it to trade him, in my opinion. It's gotta be Kelly Kellen's gotta go. Like what the issue with the Dallas Cowboys is that they invest so much in the people that they have and that they, they that they draft or the coaches mm-hmm. that, that were under their staff, they, they value it so much that you you are blind to flaws or issues within what's happening. What's off. Something has to be off. Why all this talent every year, blah, 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 but you can't put it together and win playoff games. I'm not even saying championships. You got to get there first playoff games consistently with, with the talent you have. It just doesn't, it doesn't make sense. And I think it has to go to coaching. You paid the player already. You made the commitment. You have no commitment to Kellen. You can let him go to any point. He'd been interviewing for other jobs too. So he might be out anyways, um, I don't think he's going I Yeah. That. Yeah, and he probably won't. And he probably won't. And we might and maybe that's why he is cuz he's like I don't know how much time I got left here, but I I think I think Kellen's got to be the one to go. Mike McCarthy makes questionable decisions in in games sometimes and they're questionable, but um I think Jerry Jones is already committed to him. I mean he been bad. I mean he didn't got to the playoffs, but
3: can I just ask what was that last play? Okay. That's not Okay, so one,
0: I don't know why that one route that every time this happens, the quarterback just like just like Kirk Cousins, mind you be, throws to the short route, which we're all <laughs> sure, which we're all not sure why it's there on that play. But on both situations, there is a wide open dude down the field that could just take off and keep going <laughs> that they do not throw to. So like I'm still not sure why that route is is, is in the play for that situation. like why
2: do think it's supposed it? to be
1: a lateral I
0: think
2: yeah if anything it's a it's you're not he's not throwing it that far if any, he could throw it to maybe the 50. 45 somewhere he's not throwing it that far They was way back after the the incomplete jump to Schultz like they was that was yeah. I don't I have no idea what the hell that play called I mean
1: if you look at the play <laughs> you'll see a bunch of blockers ahead of T.Y. hitting but you'll see Cavante Turpin catch the ball in the middle I'm not sure if that was supposed to come up and get a lateral or if he was supposed to lateral it back to T.Y. who had the blockers in front of him Oh, I don't know what the hell was supposed to happen. Why,
2: but. why is Zeke snapping the ball? Yeah. That was, what <laughs> the hell? What the hell? That just like is like a child playing the game. Like, oh, I'm getting, i my ass up. I have no other play to call. I'm gonna call this random play that just to hey, do it, just because I don't care. It's a video game. Like, that, that play was worse like than
1: the, the Colts play against us. Remember when the Colts on fourth down? The hell of
2: line. <laughs> I mean, that
1: was
0: worse than I
1: played. You put
2: Ezekiel yeah. Elliott as your only down lineman and told him to snap the ball, which he probably doesn't ever do, and told I mean, him to that's block. Fine, but ball he got blew the ball. hell
1: up. That yeah, was fine, because he's anticipating
2: but... the block like he's a running back. They're here. I'm. I'm here. This is a. This is a. This is a board drill. Game on the line. <laughs> we here. Look, T.O., We here. It's board We board drills. We, we straight up man to man. And Z got Z got blown up like it's. And then I guess I, I think they were gonna try terp and catch it. Come somebody pitch it. I have no idea what the plan was, but Zeke Zeke looked bad. Then I hope. Hey, I ain't gonna lie and, to you. Either. And for and for sake of him, it's probably his last play as a Cowboy. Because unless he he already came out and said he would take a pay cut because he knows he yeah. should take one. So yeah. I, if they like him, they'll, they'll keep him there with, with Dak or whatever. But he really should not be getting paid. When hey, getting paid. It's one he thing he you know you gonna gone. get from
1: Zeke is a two yard rush. And shit, us! You gonna get two yards on this? <laughs> <laughs> and we're, and we're like,
3: like,
1: <laughs> hey, hey <laughs> holds y'all when I kick returned that he should have returned for. A touchdown. He could
2: have had a couple of them. <laughs> Why <and laughs> he the only way
1: that wasn't a touchdown? It was like, oh, let me give my back to the kicker. Let me yeah, they, and, and, that, said, uh-huh. and that
0: kicker put him down. He said, "Look here." He ran into him. He, he in him. he had to the right, or if he
1: would have made to the left. Did.
2: He telling me when the I'm... kicker had an angle on him in the middle of the field. You a liar, <laughs> on the right on the right hash. You a liar. Bro, you had did a lead y'all blocker take the catch. He he's he's fast as hell, bro.
1: Did y'all see how fast he was moving? Like, even like, in real time, I'm like,
2: yeah! like, there was on, in a real, time. He, on a couple of his returns, bro. He was skipping. I'm like, he could take either any any one of these the way he's moving in the blocks was set up. But bro, that last one, that man just, I think he's running too fast for his own good. <laughs> he ran to move into the game. <laughs> I mean,
0: you kind of have to move like that if you're on special teams. <laughs> hey, <laughs> you try to I break that. He ran like a full
1: 140 type fast though, because, bro. That man was moving. I like listen. When I was watching the return kick, I was like, Oh, he's he to crib this. Like, And I'm like, oh my god, because he was moving so fast, it looked fake how fast he was moving
2: across the screen. I was <laughs> hey, like, Oh my another, god. Another another point is think about how good those returns were in the position he was putting our offense in. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Consistently. All right.
0: Oh <laughs> yeah, I I think that has a wrapped up. All right, bet bet, bet. we'll go down to our conference finals breakdown, conference championships, whatever you want to call it. We are doing a playoff challenge bracket where listeners, as well as us, made our brackets for the playoffs to try to predict how they would break down before they started week one. Here's the update on the standings, which I am, you know, really feeling. Y'all,
2: it's Tony Playboy.
0: I am in first place. (laughs) What's popping with a score of 12? Undisputed right now, Devon, who was a listener, our first place player last week, has dropped down to fourth. To and Cliff are tied for second, and Sam is at fifth. And and then listeners are below. Now I just wanna y'all, y'all ain't believe in Bucket Burrow like I did. Uh, Uh, And I got them going all the way to the Super Bowl. So that's where we're going to start. Kansas City versus the Cincinnati Bengals. The only bracket that actually has what they think is going to happen is mine. (laughs) And I got the Bengals winning it because I had Joe Burrow winning it all. (laughs) So let's talk about this game, y'all. What do y'all expect to be the key decider
3: for this game? We will start with Sam. I'm going to say Patrick Mahomes' foot health. Um, I, I think what y'all were saying in the earlier segment When we were breaking down last week's game Just about his ability to be mobile and extend plays I feel like it's a huge part of his game And especially has been a huge part of his game In their runs to the Super Bowl in the past So I feel like Like I said before, he's one of the best If not the best p- pocket passer in the game But I feel like if he's not able to be fully confident in his ability to move around, it could make him short-arm arms short arms some throws like we saw last week, um, and he could get frustrated by this Bengals defense. So I think that's a big factor. All right, is Eli
0: Apple going to get cooked this weekend, or is Eli Apple going to continue his reign of tear on the NFL?
1: <laughs> I think he's going to keep being the Patrick Beverly of the NFL, unfortunately. Because he's – listen – I think the only reason he's allotted to talk shit the way he's been talking shit is because he's been traded, cut, everything under the sun, you know. And, and the way that he's playing, I guess, you know, and he's winning games and stuff, I feel like that's the reason why he's able to talk this so much trash. But don't get it twisted. He played an elite receiver. His ass is toast. <laughs> toast. Toast. <laughs> But in this game, honestly, I think the Bengals pass rush is probably gonna be big here. Or honestly, I think it's either the Bengals pass rush, because I don't want to necessarily name one person, but for the Chiefs, I think it's gonna be Chris Jones. And I only say that because of the offensive line of the Bengals. I mean, that man is disruptive, and you know, he's one of the best um D tackles in the league. And I mean, if he can get out there and replicate, pull out his inner Aaron Donald, then listen, man, it can get ugly out there. Mm.
0: Uh,
2: I would probably go with the difference being probably probably the run game on both sides because I think I think that they're very different as far as – I don't think that the Chiefs have the receivers. Obviously, the Chiefs do not have the receivers that the Bengals have. Um, but I think that the Chiefs' D line can obviously with Chris Jones can help against mixing with the amount of injuries they got up front. And then on the other hand, I think that the Chiefs are have been you know able to run the ball well. Um, mm-hmm. between Pacheco and McKinnon is kind of third down back as well. Uh, so I think that might be a big difference in the game, regardless of what both quarterbacks can do throwing the ball. We already know that, but. I think that could be a difference in those short yardage situations and, and um, different moments in the game. Yeah, I
0: agree with okay. that too. I like that. I will say I was surprised by how easily the injured offensive line for the Bengals kind of controlled that game. Oh, And the, people were saying it's the weather. They don't have a lot of like, you know. Both of
2: them dealing with it though. Hey. <laughs> they also missing
0: Von Miller though. Hey, they've been missing Von Miller for a minute now, and they, and they, and
2: they, yeah, but they was they was hurting without Von Miller. Though. But they're deep on the D line, and
1: y'all in Buffalo, we ain't talking about Tampa Bay Buccaneers. We talking about the Buffalo Bills. Y'all used to it snowing ten feet out here, and y'all going out here, in right? Buccaneers. Y'all, y'all here, yeah, y'all at home. I don't want
0: to hear that. <laughs> I bet they wish there was a Cincinnati, huh? <laughs> 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 All right, the second the second part of this bracket. We are at already a 2-2 split, right? Everybody saw the Eagles and the 49ers playing each other in the NFC Conference Championships. Surprise, mm-hmm. surprise. But me and Sam have Purdy's season continuing for another week, and the 49ers get into the Super Bowl while Cliff and T.O. got the Eagles for y'all. Cliff and, Cliff and T.O., what is what do y'all see that makes y'all feel like the Eagles take this game? Honestly, to me, like
1: it, I ain't gonna lie. This was this was tough. Like this pick here, man, it had to be one of the toughest decisions to make on the bracket. But the nudge here, and Brock Purdy has been playing great. But the nudge here because Jalen Hurts hasn't playing MVP caliber football this season. I'm gonna just go with quarterback play, and I mean we know you know Christian McCaffrey can get going. We know Debo can get going, but. I feel like it's the quarterback play. Like, we've seen Brock Purdy make some spectacular plays out there, and I you throwing a dot to him in the corner, back of the end zones, a dot he dropped it. I mean, we've seen him do some great stuff as well, but it's just the experience, I think, at this point of the game. Just a rookie, the rookie, You think Brock Purdy be the first rookie to, to play in the Super Bowl? Start the Super Bowl? I mean, it could happen, but I man, see it. This, this, This was tough. I just think the I I just think the Eagles as a whole, I like them roster-wise. I feel like the Eagles have been the best team in the NFL, but I feel like the Niners have been the hottest team, if that makes sense.
0: Ever since Purdy, they have not lost a game ever since he started up.
2: Uh, I think I I agree with, with you. I think the that quarterback position is the biggest difference in the game. Um, I think Jalen Hurts is just more explosive. Um, I think they have a lot more pass rushers uh, and de- defensive linemen, guys that can get out the quarterback and stop the run than the Cowboys do. And I think the Cowboys did a pretty good job. Um, and I think they have better cover guys all around. Their defense is better, in my personal opinion. And they got a more poised quarterback Um proven, more poised proven quarterback that can do a lot of different things. Uh, It's going to be based on their play. Um, I just I personally don't see Mr. Irrelevant being the quarterback in the Super Bowl, (laughs) the first rookie quarterback. And like that's like. If the NFL wants to blow some shit up, like that, if that's what they're going to do and beat this team. Like I just, I just don't see it. I think, uh, I think the Eagles are the be- the better team in this situation, um, and that's just, that's just how I feel about that one. Yeah,
0: man, look, you're not wrong, but the Niners have the best run defense in the NFL, and that's what the Eagles want to do run the ball and like they can't throw over the top and like they ain't got the guys out wide. Like, come on now. Devonta Smith, AJ Brown, that, even Dallas got her. I know. He's nice. he nice. But I just believe in this Niners defense so much, man. I really do. Like they have been fantastic. That's true. Consistently. unlike like, they might not have as many people, As you know, the Eagles do so. The Eagles have to keep their guys fresh, but those the the quality goes towards the Niners. Here's and I don't I don't like you saying Hertz is more poised than Purdy (laughs) because the the like amount of poise that we have seen from Brock Purdy being Mr. Irrelevant, rookie year, tossed into a contending team, losing no games and leading that team, and the playbook is more open than it was for Jimmy G, his Super Bowl year. Like, that man might throw more in, like, that man might have thrown more passes in the last, like, game than Jimmy threw. Let's say the last two games that Jimmy threw his entire playoff run to the Super Bowl. Like, that's a fact that I might actually – go ahead, Sam. I'm actually – I feel like that's actually true. Like, hey, got rookie ball hitting this week,
3: <laughs> he, he, It got to it act-
2: hit some time. It's <laughs> hitting this I week. actually
3: just think that the reason I think the 49ers will win is that Brock Purdy won't have to do that much. I feel like – not that much, but I feel like Christian McCaffrey is the biggest X factor for me because while the Eagles pass rush is incredible um and the 49ers run defense is incredible I feel like the way the 49ers win this game is to have a leg up and just like get like 150 yards on the ground so I think that Brock Purdy can be worse than Jalen hurts in this game and they still win given the defense and Christian McCaffrey and Debo so I think he just has the weapons to do enough, but I feel like the Eagles coming in definitely have kind of an advantage just based off of the talent of Jalen Hurts alone. So I am hesitant, like especially coming off of what we saw last week. I know it was only the Giants, but like the Eagles offense doesn't really look like it's missed a beat or that having the bye – yeah. Really affected them. So do y'all think this would be like a high scoring game, or do y'all think this is like a defensive like slog?
1: Mm. This
0: is like a 21-17 type game. I agree because Jory makes a good point. The Philly run defense has gotten better later in the year. Like they took a little dip, but I feel like yeah. this the entire game script was a lot different when they had uh um, Minshew in there, right? Yeah. Like they didn't keep time possession as well as they used to, but they are nice. That's what I'm
2: saying. Like when when Hertz has been in the game, how many games did they lose? One. And 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 let's be honest, the, the commander's game. Come on, man. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Come on, come on, man. Come on,
2: man. So for being honest, if I'm being honest, he been winning. He been winning games. That's why I think the, yeah. the experience and he's more proven. His his resume is a little longer, and I think he's just explosive. But I do agree that the run game is going to be a big, um, a big factor for both these teams because that's what both of them like to do.
1: Yeah, whoever can win the trenches in this game definitely is going to have the advantage. So uh, that's definitely the next factor for both and, teams in this game is the run game.
0: Yeah. Hey, don't even play me, Jimmy G. In the playoffs threw fifty eight. Passes the year they went to the Super Bowl, fifty-eight.
3: You know how many
0: Brock Purdy has thrown in the last two weeks? Anybody want to guess? Sixty-seven. Anybody
2: else? In the
0: last two in the last two weeks? Last two weeks. Oh, last two weeks. Last two weeks in comparison to Jimmy's entire run. I'd say like forty-two. Hey, anybody else? Anybody else? Going once, going twice. I
1: know he ain't throw
0: 100. 59. He's thrown 59 passes in the last (laughs) two weeks. 59. Hey, okay, so the closest one was Jory because Jory says 61. 59. He has thrown one more pass than Jimmy threw his entire run to the – through the Super Bowl. Through the Super Bowl. I mean –
1: And Jimmy didn't have
3: Christian McCaffrey. Yeah. I mean, I feel like that's (laughs) –
1: I don't know. Like,
2: that's true.
1: That's just got to be Kyle Shanahan involved in his
0: play call. <laughs> uh, that that, that, to me, that is <laughs> Kyle Shanahan has a little bit more trust in what Purdy sees and the way that Purdy plays the game. And you can call it a disrespect. I don't dislike Jimmy G. I just think we need to talk about him as who he is. And that is a effective. Game operator slash manager style player, he's a winner though. Outside the offense, but, he but he's winning. gonna do his job.
2: He winning,
0: yeah. He's gonna hey, exactly. And if you're in a good position and you could play the game in that way, you're gonna win a lot of games.
1: But hey, Purdy, mark it down, party gonna have a rookie wall this week. There you go, right?
0: Hey, I, you've been saying that for a hot minute.
1: <laughs> That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. It's a big moment. It's a big moment. <laughs>
0: it's a big moment. But each this moment Champions, this big championship game. game.
1: Yeah, yeah. This
2: championship game. All I
0: right. All I know is the last player drafted in his rookie year got more confidence from the head coach. <laughs> hey, like Purdy has an ability to, like, extend plays that Jimmy G does not. He will play off script. Like, That's Purdy right. will give you some backyard football. Yeah. I, I, but I, I just
1: don't feel like what we've seen from him yet is the, oh, let me scram around, but make a rookie mistake and throw a pick. I feel like he, 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 he has he it. he has he, been making some plays that probably should have went. Dig should have caught the ball.
2: he didn't catch it. it. It wasn't a catch, but it it's bound to happen. Like it's, he's hey. been he's been too it's, it's been it's been too good to be true. It Has to be like Mr. A reason why
0: they've been crazy. told that man to play. That's crazy, bro. Yo, I'm just saying. Trayvon Diggs came to Alabama as a receiver. <laughs> And Saban exactly. told that man to play DB for a reason, <laughs> okay? <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. He told that man to play DB for a reason. So. <laughs> hey, he got hands,
1: though. We know he got hands. That's
0: hey, look, I'm just. That's because he went to the league. In his hands for that. Watch.
1: Rookie mistakes this week from Purdy. All right. And I like him. I like him. He's at least, ball, one. He gonna make at yeah. least one. He's
0: going to make at least one. He, he gonna make some rookie mistakes this week. He'll make at least one. Hey, he's he could set a legacy if he goes to the Super Bowl. He is gonna set that Tom Brady legacy that, in comparison really forever
2: will, for real. Yeah, it, look that late that, round pick. That's crazy, bro. Like you, Mister Relevant, making to the Super Bowl your rookie year. That that would even if he just made it there, he, they don't even gotta win it, bro.
1: Well, he went to the perfect <laughs> system though, plug and play, and they had a really good team. Like
0: this is a really you know, good team. If he starts making mistakes or looks a little off, Shanahan can close the playbook and he can look more like 2019 Jimmy G, and they still have a chance at this game. That's Mr. the crazy
2: McCafford. part. That's, the, that's why you go get that
0: guy. Mm-hmm. I right. I think that's a pretty good spot here for this. We got T.O. with the RPO.
1: Yeah, man. So, you know, we're we just picking, piggybacking off a lot of topics from earlier, uh, but in RPO format. <laughs> so, runner pass, it's just – throwing out to everybody. Just want to see what y'all way where y'all head at. So the key to beating the Eagles is to avoid throwing at Darius Slay and James Bradbury. AKA getting the ball to Christian McCaffrey, Demo
0: Samuel, and George Kittle. Are y'all yeah. don't be afraid of not there? Don't be a, you can't. You can't Bro, how are you gonna tell me the key is to avoid all eight corners? You just can't win a game like that. <laughs> like if the key is to avoid eight corners, you just you can go lose. <laughs> like like I, like like a hey, big play slate crazy. Like we saw what he did to Justin Jefferson this year. Put what I'm saying? You in a you, straight jacket. You got confidence with
1: Brock Purdy with what Ayuk and what Jawan Jennings going at Bradbury and Darius Slate. You gonna have Debo
3: to, too.
0: Yeah, and Debo. I feel like Debo is one of those receivers that you put the ball in the right place. Debo gonna muscle you down for that ball. He he just go. He, he's physical like that. He
1: is, but he just to me he's not a great rod runner. So like I don't think he's a true number one receiver. Like he's a great wide back, like gadget type player. But I don't see him as like a Justin Jefferson. Jamar Chase, is, I mean, he's just different, but like he don't even run great routes, but he just, he's just him. Like
2: you're talking about, uh, yeah, you talking about Debo, right? Yeah. Yeah.
1: Debo, like, he, he's a great player that you draw up plays for, but I don't see him being like a, a number one, like, oh, nine out of 10 times, like a DeAndre Hopkins or something like that. Like nine out of 10 times, one on one against your best corner, I got my guy winning. I just don't see that being Debo, personally.
2: I- I think he's a playmaker and you can use him in a lot of different ways. He's not a true receiver. He's not a route runner. He's not, you know, he, he can beat you with speed. He's, he's shifty, like, and he's strong and he's physical. Like that's like a running back when he got, yeah, but like, that's not even a, that's not even a knock on him. Like I honestly think he's very versatile and he can do either position at a high level. Like I can't go out there nice, and say nice. DeAndre Hopkins can do that. Or Jamar Chase can do that. Or Jefferson, like, he can, and he can do both, uh, but I just think the route running is, he's not a, a true receiver, but he's a freaking playmaker. Like, when he gets the ball in his hands, yeah, he's making a play. Agree. Okay,
1: so moving on here. So we got the, the Bengals will continue their offensive dominance against Kansas City with an injured Mahomes.
0: Runner pass. I'm around with it. They're not stopping them, boys, bruh. (laughs) They're just not. I I, like I don't know what to tell you. The way Joe Burrow looks, it has really looked for like the last like, can we call it 10 weeks, maybe even more? 13, maybe 13. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like yeah, come on, bro. He's lost like maybe one game, two games (laughs) in that the last 13 weeks. That man is (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Yo, that man is different. <laughs> that man is different. They're not stopping, that. And the weapons he got? All right, you want to you try to stop Jamar? You're going to need two people over there. Don't forget T. Yeah. Higgins. I right, don't forget Tyler Boyd. Yeah. And we got a decent tight end, homeboy uh, that came off from the, I want to say, Haley yeah, Hurst. Hurst. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, came from Atlanta, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he he nice. He caught a touchdown last week. He's he's no slouch. And then you got Joe Mixon, like, nah bro, they just got all the pieces right now. It's, that's it's, true. It's, it's so just the... looking too it's, it's, look. You want to play too high and stop Jamar Chase? All right, bro. We will let Joe Mixon run this bitch all day long. <laughs> and they <laughs> will the yeah, they and will, they will, and they will. I just I just I don't think you can stop them right now. They, yeah, I mean, I'm they are really good Yeah. They are really yeah. good.
3: Right I, feel, I feel like to beat the Bengals, you gotta just outscore them. And obviously that's the case anytime. But I mean like get in a shootout and just like outscore, beat the defense. I feel like you're not gonna beat them by stopping the offense. You can slow them down, but I feel like they're gonna put up twenty-five to thirty points almost every game, if not more. Yeah.
2: Yeah, since since my bracket messed up, I'm I'm gonna go with the I'm gonna ride with the Bengals on this one. Uh, <laughs> I had the I had the Bills taking the beating the Chiefs, so but the Bengals just been different, man. Like Burrow's been playing like everybody says, but playing at a high level. He's got so many guys he can throw to, like and then you got a run game. Like I mm-hmm. mean, maybe the offensive line isn't as big of a deal when you got guys that can get open quick and you you know you got an elite player in Jamar Chase who can just go up and make a play when when you're in a situation like, and you got a run game. So like, he's just playing really good. Um, those guys are just too deep. I think the Chiefs don't have those receivers on the other end. Like, they do. They got Patrick Mahomes, but I think, but I think, but I, mean, I think it's it's comparable. Though I think you got Patrick Mahomes, but we got Joe Burrow. Like, I really think it's to that point as far as his play and his. Just his confidence, like his swagger on the field, like he's just—he's there.
1: Yeah, I think Joe Burrow is definitely like in this game. Like you, you look at—I it, I think Joe Burrow is the clear favorite for quarterback matchups, especially with a hurt Mahomes. So,
2: and he already beat him. He Mahomes ain't beat him yet.
1: I mean, yeah, to piggyback I mean, on, on that, I mean, <laughs> you got Kansas City has lost three straight against the Bengals. I mean, I, I feel like everybody here is going to pass that the. <laughs> can it overcome an injured Mahomes to stop the street? And I think everybody here is going to pass on that. I think everybody got the
0: Bengals rocking hey, that, out here. Hey, that'll put us right into the sports betting segment. We'll
3: <laughs> Vegas has no idea what's going to happen. The spread is Bengals minus one on the road, and the money line is the exact same, minus 108, minus 108. So Vegas has no idea what's going to happen. I think, <laughs> like we just said, in this game – There's no point in taking the spread. Just take who you think is going to win because the odds are better unless you think for some reason – Okay, actually, if you want to bet Kansas City, the odds are better for Kansas City plus one than they are for Kansas City money line for some reason. So I guess if you're going to bet Kansas City, just bet the spread in this game. But are all of us taking Bengals money line or – does anyone oh, want to take like, the fuck? Yeah. It, Like, doesn't matter. Like, you take the, money, yeah, you take the minus it.
0: one. Like, the their spread is in so far as if they hit the spread, they win. Like, there's no like, yeah. yeah. I mean, I told y'all, Bengals winning it all. When Joe Burrow got his first little taste.
2: Hey, I can see it because I
0: had AFC it winning
1: it with the with the Bills and the Bills didn't muff it up. So, listen, I'm going to rock out with. I'm still rocking with the AFC to win the chip this year. So if I had to go with
0: somebody, it's definitely the Bills. Were never who you thought they were, but I digress.
1: <laughs> I mean, they was who I thought they was. They just hold themselves.
2: <laughs> now nah, they. We saw the thing is we saw who they were in the wild card round. Yeah,
1: yeah. we,
2: we yeah. saw who they were. <laughs> Their true colors. Uh, Showed there, and they, they were probably another fraud because the Bengals came back and took care of business after a tough week against a backup quarterback. Mm-hmm. Um Yeah, I, I agree with all that. It's-
3: yep. All right, so for the second game, the spread is the Eagles are at home. They're two-and-a-half-point favorites. Um mm, Pause real quick. This is a very
0: interesting question before we leave the Buffalo conversation from Jory. He said y'all think Diggs wants out of Buffalo. That's hey, uh, hey. three straight not years of the same exit. Three straight years of the same exit, bro. Like, they say he ain't moves to see watch the Chiefs little uh confetti parade.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, bro, he he might want out. Like he he see like like big lights come on, it's time to go out here and do what we've been doing all season. And we not the same team. And they're finna lose guys too. Like they're not going to pay Jordan Poirier. They're going to lose what? A couple other guys on the defense too, mm-hmm. and they're gonna have to either resign them or let them go. But like you say, Josh Allen, Cap hit going to be so big this year. Like, you don't sign Von Miller. I mean, I don't know what you, what kind of moves you really going to make. So, hey look, I won't be surprised. And
2: hey, look, I'll tell you what you need to do. <laughs> <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> <laughs> He need to come play with his Brody. Come play with his Brody out in Dallas, bro. Come and, on, bro. hey look, hey look. I don't know what you're getting that used, so you might be in the <laughs> same situation. But you go with him and, and with C D Lamb because I don't think I don't think I like Gabe Davis, but I just don't. I'm not a big believer in Gabe Davis. Like I, me I, I, either.
3: That's a fantasy not, football guy. That not, is a fantasy guy.
2: He's not a. He's not a. He. He's you not so hard He's not. on him. him. He's, not him. He's, he's number
3: solid. three. He's a number three. He's a Tyler Boyd. He's a fantasy football flex guy. He is not real life good. He is not a I number think two. he is. Like, one, he was like a fourth or fifth round pick. Two,
0: He he's, he's still on his rookie deal. And three, he still had over 800 yards and like seven TDs this year. Like, give this man time to develop into the player that you think he can be. He was yeah. not a saying, high draft got- pick.
3: He drops the ball. He drops a touchdown. A in, this was his first year game. with
0: a bunch of drops. Like he had nine he, drops this year. Yeah. First year with over, I think, four drops.
3: Including a touchdown decent. in the, in bad. that game against the Bengals. That was and, like a for sure touchdown. And look, what I'm saying is he's,
2: he's, he, he's not a t- he he's a I think he could be a two, but what I'm saying, my point is that he need to come to Dallas because he needs a one and he's a one. And it don't fucking matter. That can't if you if Dak can't do it, then you then you know. <laughs> Then
0: you know Hey, <laughs> hey, hey Jury Jory okay, I'm the only one that's up on Gabe Davis because Jory said Gabe Davis ain't that dude. He does not have a good route tree at all. Is
2: deep ball I mean the he's a you big body, yeah. He's a big body, so he can he can get positioned and make plays because he's so big, but I think he his his specialty is the deep ball. Like yeah, yeah, I that's mean, definitely a specialty. So yeah.
0: You got to have hands if you're a deep ball guy because those shots don't come around all the time. <laughs> right? I mean, with Josh Allen they do. Not last week. That's part of my criticism of Josh Allen <laughs> is that it's all deep ball. Or nothing. <laughs> yeah. or, or take <laughs> off. Yeah. Deep ball, take off, or throw a pick. Like.
1: <laughs> yeah, they got hella receivers on that team, too. <laughs>
2: See, Mahomes doing what he's doing without a real one. We can yeah. argue every one of those receivers are two or three. Mm-hmm. All of them except Travis Kelsey. Yeah. True. All right. but he's even up the so we can't put in the second one.
3: Oh, yeah. Okay, so the, the spread is Eagles minus two and a half at home. Um, so me and Anthony have the 49ers. Obviously, for if we think we're going to win, we would take the profit of plus 126. That's what the money line is. Uh, and that would have Cliff and uh, To having to choose between money line or spread. So, do y'all think it will be a closer game than a field goal, or would y'all just go ahead and take the spread?
1: I mean, it ain't gonna be closer than the field goal. Like somebody gonna win by at least three or four points. And I think I, I personally still think it's the Eagles. So i got to take the Eagles. I mean, I think they'll win by at least three to four
2: points. I agree. It could definitely be a, a, a three-point game, difference in the game of being a field goal.
3: Yeah, I, d- I don't see it being like a one-point game. That would be crazy. But, I mean, I feel like if you think the Eagles are going to win, it's safest to just take the spread and and take that extra profit rather than trying to worry about yeah. if now, it's going to be a one-point point
1: conversion. <laughs> They'd be like, oh,
3: no, nah, we just we don't want to go to overtime. <laughs> that, that would be, would be insane to not want to go to overtime in the game before <laughs> the Super Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> hey, sometimes you, put, all sometimes you put the balls on the, you table, put all on on the table. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
0: It's would yeah. never. <laughs> hey, hey, and that that makes you a hero or a fool. Like there is no in
3: between. <laughs> None. None. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, so man. that's it for the betting segment, normally known as the five fly, but since there are only two games, there's you know there's no alliteration that would go with that. So betting <laughs> segment it is, but do you want to talk about the coaches thing or not? Oh yeah, we can talk about it real quick. So uh it's been reported that there are you know Teams that are out are doing their round of coaching hires, and there are two coaches that have gotten their second interviews with teams that have been reported. First is Sean Payton for the Broncos, and second is Jeff Saturday for the Colts. He was their interim this year uh, to close out the season. So I just want to ask y'all, do y'all think it's worth it for the Broncos to have to trade to get Sean Payton? Do y'all think that that will – Turn around! What was wrong with the franchise this year? I just want to hear y'all's stuff.
0: Me, it's worth it for them. It ain't worth it for Sean.
1: I mean, I don't see, bro, giving up two first rounds. I don't think so. Like, I don't think it's worth it. Like, how much?
0: How much of a difference is Sean? If you can't fix Russ, Mm. your franchise is. I don't care how many first rounds. Who's gonna fix Russ? Because if you can't fix Russ. Your franchises effed for Man. the next you four to five it. years. They already gave away how many first rounders? Exactly. Sucking cost theory. It if you can't it. fix Russ, you are doomed for the next half decade. No, it
2: ain't, ain't worth it. Shaw need to chill and keep doing what he's doing. <laughs> it ain't worth it for Shaw. I, I, believe I don't think it ain't worth don't, it for Shaw. I don't think you should. go. It, no, those teams are not. No.
1: It's not going to make them any different than what it is. And the team's giving up. Is is it worth it it for the Broncos? Not Sean. No, no, it's not worth it for the Broncos.
2: No. You don't don't have no pick. What you going to give them to build the team with? I think they got players right now, but it ain't his team. What you going to – you giving up picks that he needs? I don't know. I don't know. I don't think
0: so. I feel like – what you mean? He put the the throw up. Hey, hey we can we, we gonna make him mad? There's gonna be a lot of that coming up next season. There's gonna be a lot of that. Y'all gonna be sick playing us. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we
1: gotta know who your yeah. favorite team is. So Put your favorite team in the chat. Oh, man! Yeah, uh, uh, matter of
0: fact, good luck at Aaron Rodgers limbo. Man, he a mid fan. Is he coming he back, back next season? What's up, player? Hey, look, he, he a mid-pack
2: fan. <laughs> hey look, I can't say nothing about him. They
0: always beat us. So hey, hey to be fair, hey, I'ma talk shit man. about the Packers till I die. He said, I don't hilarious. care how many times we lose to the Packers, I'm gonna talk shit till I die. <laughs> <laughs>
2: If they you don't know, know who their the quarterback
0: is going to be, hey, A Rod might true. be stepping. Mm-hmm. Hey, and I yep. guess Jordan Love, we're going to see if he him. him if he. Hey, you got you got yeah. faith in Jordan Love, Jory? What's hey, up? He's not that guy. He is not that guy. <laughs> Jory don't got, got favorite. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We've seen it
3: already. <laughs> no. You can't
2: go, you can't go from A Rod to Jordan
3: Love. Hey. Do y'all think the Broncos only want Sean Payton because Russ is short and Drew Brees was short?
1: I think they just think he can solve their offensive
3: woe.
2: If that's like something they thought about, like that's very like deep thinking, <laughs> <but> like <laughs> he, he, did, he did figure it out. He did figure it out with uh with Drew. Yeah. But I mean
1: I, I just think they probably think that he's like some He's the quarterback whisperer, and he can solve their offensive woes. And I think that's why they're considering it. But I don't see it being much of a difference. Like, Russ really didn't look that good at all this past season. So, And you gave up too much to even think about moving on from Russ. Look. Yeah. yeah.
2: Look, this is – Jerry already done talked to Sean. He said, look, Mike going to stay one more year. I know you don't want to go to Denver. <laughs> I know you don't want to go to Vegas. <laughs> This, this whole In a year, this he might whole-
3: have
0: that Chargers job. Stop playing around, hey, look, hey, hey, you borrow you're time. You're like, right. firing the OC is, is precursor to if you mess up one more time,
2: ain't nobody else to get that one. <laughs> All right,
0: the other team you talked about was the Colts, Sam. And I don't care how many interviews Jeff Saturday gets.
3: <laughs> that's literally the only thing I was going to ask. Does anyone really think this is going to happen? Like, why are they wasting man. his time giving him a second interview? That's I what I want to know. Because that's
0: his man. boy. That's, uh, what's his name? Jim Irsay's boy. That's that's way like, After the first
3: one, you know you're not going to hire him. Why, why I don't you have you come up there he, for a second one? He
0: away? might have whispered sweet nothings in, in Jim Irsay's ear. That's how he got the job the first time. Jim Irsay was on the phone and was like, Man, what'd you think about our team? He was just—he was preaching. He was preaching. <laughs> <laughs> he was preaching. No. Chris Ballard over there right now being like, "Hey, bro, don't do this shit again, please." <laughs> yeah. You go get I me mean, fired.
3: I'm, I'm sure Jeff Saturday is cool, but he doesn't deserve that job at all, That's a fact. and should not, and should not get it. He's not qualified. Nice. so I, I don't even know why they're giving him a second interview or why he was named the interim. Like, what is going on? We all know
0: why that is. Come on. Now. That's his boy. Yeah. That's his boy. Sometimes, you know, it pays to drink with the right people in life. That's just Same. the truth. It might get him yeah. another
2: opportunity. They like, oh, Yeah. yeah. Like, got it got
0: pays it. to drink with the right guys. That's
2: a fact. Yeah, ain't no other <laughs> reason other than that's his boy.
0: <laughs> hey, that's, that's the truth. All right, let's wrap it up with the final segment of the show, the heart of the show, Ballers Bouquets. Too often in the media, people only focus on the negative and salacious things athletes do and never give them their credit where credit is due, and here we like to make a change. And this week's Ballers Bouquet goes to Wizards forward Kyle Kuzma, who donated a million dollars to the Flint YMCA in Michigan to build a new gym that will be named after him. Right. He donated these funds through the Cal Kuzma Foundation, which is his nonprofit. It focuses on impacting children, young adults and families through sports, educational life lessons. They hope to be able to finish the facility by 2025. It'll have a six lane pool, a family splash area, a spa, locker rooms, a track and, of course, full length basketball courts. Right. And. If y'all don't know a lot about Kyle Kuzma and his upbringing, he actually grew up playing ball in the Flint YMCA, where he was from, right? He called it his home away from home, and he's hoping that his donation is for the next generation and build a new facility that can provide them with the same thing the Flint YMCA provided him, which was a place to dream. He achieved those dreams when he made it to the NBA and became a champion, with the L.A. Lakers, and that is why he gets this week's Ballers Bouquet. Alright, that is it for episode 101. We appreciate everybody for listening, and we cannot <laughs> wait to give you episode 102 next week. <laughs> Hey, what comment is that? I need to see no, no, no. <laughs> I don't want to put it up because it's it so up. savage. It's so savage. Okay. Yo. Jory said, it hey, hasn't got any better since he was balling at that same YMCA? But yo.
3: That is so <laughs> savage,
0: yo. Hey, hey, we appreciate Cal Kuzma and what he's doing, making an impact on the youth of Flint. And we're going to hop up out of here and get to y'all next week. <laughs> the fly route.
2: The fly route pot, the fly route pot, the fly fly route pot.